0: And I am so glad. We're in session three of the Miracle of Marriage.
1: I can hardly believe it.
0: It's amazing, isn't it?
1: And we've got lots to cover. We
0: have a lot to cover today, so we're going to have to go quickly into all of it so that we can cover as much of it as we can. Do you realize that we talked about this, and how many sessions did we say it would really take us to adequately do this?
1: Four, at least.
0: Four sessions. And so we're going to comprise four because you are a very intelligent group. And we're going to comprise four sessions into one. Four sessions are going into one, and we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time together. Now, I hope that you have your booklet. I've got my own booklet here and I hope that you have your booklet. Many of you have picked up your booklets and so forth, and if you happen to have missed getting one, we've had a reprint of some in-house. They're not quite as elegant as this is, but it has all the material in it just like this does, and if you need a booklet, you can just call the church, and we'll have it for you and make it available to you, and we'll have it ready on Sunday for you. You can pick it up at that time. And uh, so we hope that you have your book. We hope that you have the Master's Miracle Marriage Manual. It's the word of God, it's the Bible. And that's what we're taking everything from. And so we want you to have that. And we're going to have a just a, a blessed time together. Hopefully you've got a pencil and maybe a pen, a pencil. I have to use pencil more than I use pen, but I've got a pencil here and I've got a red pen. I've got a red pen. That's a red pen. I know my colors. And this is a blue pen, and so I've got my pens here in case I you know need to make a note here or there. I know what color this that is. This mine. Okay, it's what? That's yours? Yes. Do you know what color it is? I
1: do. Yellow.
0: It's yellow. Okay, all right. Very good. And uh, so she, she got that on her own. I did not do any prompting for that. We need to have a time of prayer. Yes, we do. Let's pray before we get started here. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the Mount Zion Baptist Church family and for guests who've joined us here in this wonderful Miracle of Marriage seminar in a virtual way. And Lord, we just thank you for those who tuned in. And uh, Lord, we pray that this will be time that we invest in a very special way tonight. I pray for your personal forgiveness. I pray for your cleansing. I pray for your appropriate anointing. Of your holy spirit i pray that you will fill us completely lord we love you we trust you and we praise you use us now in jesus name amen all right as you said we have to get right to this we do and so edwin
1: the- i hope they had their kneecap to kneecap at the end of oh, last session yes and tonight and we want to do their kneecap to kneecap when this session's yes, over. Yes, when
0: this session's complete, you need to do the kneecap to kneecap. Now, that the kneecap to kneecap page is on page 9 of your booklet, and you can find it there. And the scripture listing is on page 5. I'll not take time to go to those and show you, but it's page 9 and page 5, and you can turn to that as you will. Yes, tell us something about the, the response of the well, kneecap to kneecap. Well, and they'll be
1: discussing what we're discussing tonight. And people are enjoying it. I had somebody, a young couple, come to me Sunday telling me how much they enjoyed the kneecap to kneecap. The
0: kneecap to kneecap. It is so important that you do that, and especially with what we're talking about in what is important to us. And so let's look at that. Let's go to the first thing here. Oh, let's tell them, though. Uh, about how we normally do this, with talking about the ultimately important and so forth, where they can go through and can rate those things for themselves? Yeah, we're
1: gonna look at different issues. There's a number of them, and you've got four uh, ways you can respond to these issues, individually, and then you're gonna come together as a couple. One is that is just ultimately important to that's you. That's
0: like you would rate these issues, that number one would be of ultimate importance to you, that particular issue.
1: Two would be very important.
0: And that is an issue that's very important to you, but not of ultimate importance.
1: Three, somewhat important, so and, it's still important.
0: Yes, yeah, still important, but just somewhat, not a big critical issue. And each one of these are issues... In regard to your marriage and what is important to you.
1: And then, four is not so much.
0: Not a real issue, not something that you need to deal with, a nice to do, but not a need to do. Now when you get up to ultimate importance, you realize that that is very, very important and it is high on your list. So
1: answer these individually and then you're going to come together as a couple in the kneecap to kneecap.
0: And then you'll also have some written in issues as well. Now we've abbreviated the 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 lettering that you see there on the uh the the, you will see on the powerpoint but in your booklet you have the complete lettering you have the complete words of each one of these we didn't want to crowd up the powerpoint so that you could see it see where we are and we'll make comments on that so let's get right into it number one is trusting one's spouse at all times and that's in your booklet uh that you you have there trusting one spouse at all times now i'm going to
1: say that is ultimately very important i mean not very but ultimate importance
0: that is of ultimate importance trusting one spouse at all time the trust account joanne is vitally real for all of us every one of us have either a trust account that is full or a trust account that is probably much less than full and maybe even empty. In fact, a trust account can be obliterated in a moment.
1: That's right. You know, when we get married, our trust account's full.
0: It's full because you, you start off with a full account, hopefully, and, and we, we trust that everyone does. And and then you you fill into that account and it becomes a very full trust account. Then then what might happen?
1: Oh. You might lie.
0: You might lie. You might There might
1: be unfaithfulness.
0: Yes, unfaithfulness. There is a passage in scripture that we need to look at. Let's go to Malachi chapter 2. Malachi chapter 2, it's one of those very important passages that we have and that you need to add to your listing on page 5 if it's not already there. Matthew, uh, excuse me, Malachi chapter 2, and we're going to read there about faith. And, And the verses here, verses 13 through 15 are key verses, but when we go back up, we see more of the same thing. And it's important for you to realize that this entire passage deals with a breaking of the covenant of marriage by the people of Judah in Israel. And and they were breaking that covenant. Now, that's a... That's that trust account. And it was being wiped out. They were breaking faith. Let's look at verse 13. Join. why don't you read that for us?
1: Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why. It's because the Lord is witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Has not the one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth.
0: I like the translation here from the New International Version, but an earlier translation really gets to the issue there in verse 13 and 14, in particular in verse 14, where the second sentence says, you have been unfaithful to her, you have broken faith with her. Now that is really what has happened. There is faith. And then that faith is broken. You have been unfaithful. Mm -hmm. And that thing of breaking faith is in this passage several times. We'll not go back to look at all of those, but that is what has happened. And then when you get into verse 15, the last sentence in verse 15, so be on your guard. Be on your guard. In other words, be sure you are protecting the trust account. So your spouse will trust you at all times. So be on your guard and do not break faith. Do not break faith with the wife of your youth or to the wife of your youth. Do not break faith. Folks, it's important that we not break faith. You've got a trust account. It can be obliterated in a moment, but that doesn't mean that it is fragile. It is durable And it grows, but it can be wiped out by an act of unfaithfulness. So do not break faith. Joanne, I I put something down in my notes here that I think is helpful. And it's uh, uh, to be trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And you want to be trustworthy. I want to be trustworthy. We can be trustworthy by not trusting ourselves now that's kind of a strange thing to say isn't it it is and that means that we will never trust ourselves in an in a compromising situation in other words joy and i'm not going to put myself in a compromising situation with another woman
1: and i won't put myself in a compromising situation with another man
0: and that makes you trustworthy to me and me trustworthy to you yeah but that means that we're not trusting ourselves to the point that we say well nothing would happen well i would never be led astray well i would never succumb to any temptation in other words we are guarding and that's something that we absolutely must do
1: and you know this may seem rather silly but even as a young couple when we had teenage girls over to babysit our children, our boys at the time, we only had two boys at that time, I would take the teenage girls home from babysitting when we would return. Yes. And there was a great age difference. But even at that-
0: So there was no appearance or no temptation to, to get any kind of involvement other than what we ought to have. So never put yourself In a compromising situation, even the appearance of a compromising situation, and therefore you will not compromise. That means you you don't trust yourself. You guard your heart. You guard your heart. You have a sentinel on your heart, and that's the Holy Spirit of God. Let's go to this next thing, and we'll have to go pretty quickly with some of these. Expressing love verbally. Wow, that's a big one, isn't it? It is, so important. Oh, so important. And there is a passage. We're not going to get into all of these passages, but be sure that you have on your page 9, 1 John 4, 7 through 21. 1 John 4. I want to look at that for just a moment. And again... We'll not be able to get involved with all of these passages, all these things that we would like to. I want you to turn in your Bible, if you will, to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, beginning there at verse 7. Let me read this. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. And you say, well, now that's talking about just loving everyone, yes. But the everyones of my life all come back to this one. (laughs) The everyones of my life, my best friend, my companion, my mate that God gave to me. So I want to love her because I know that that love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. we also ought to love one, one another. another. God loved us. Remember the the triangle there. Mm-hmm. Remember the uh, miracle of marriage. Remember God and He loved us. He loved us, and we must love one another. We love God and we love, love one another, and that's the miracle, and that's where we are now. What about this thing of expressing our love, Joanne?
1: Oh, we can express love in so many ways, and we do.
0: And how do we do that? How do we do that you in know, various sometimes ways?
1: Sometimes we do it. Accidentally and without even thinking about it.
0: Absolutely. Sometimes sometimes
1: we're very intentional in the way we do it. And we
0: need to be intentional about that. Now, talking about verbally expressing that love. Do you remember Elvis Presley? Oh,
1: I do. I love going to Graceland.
0: Yes, going to Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee. It's a fun time. Hey, what about about this thing of of his song? You remember that song? What was it? Love Me, Dear. Love me tender, love me sweet.
1: Well, it was love me dear, too. It was
0: love me tender, love me sweet. Oh, you
1: sound like him.
0: Never let let me go. Go. I don't know any more of the words. But it's all right. (laughs) But it's all right. All right. (laughs) The, The fact is, is that we want to love each other and we want to express that love. We want to say it tenderly and softly sometimes and uh, sometimes people don't say it in the right way sometimes they they say it in kind of a sarcastic way or an insincere way or or maybe a I, maybe an angry I way you. yeah saying it the wrong way and we even do exercises of that in we some did. of our marriage seminars and that's always a, an encouraging thing well anyway out, out there all of you who are tuned in with us right now, I want you to say those words just so you know what they are. I I love love you. Okay? I I love love you. you. All right? And then, I love you. 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 Express that to one another, and you can express that. And if you're not accustomed to saying that, get in front of the mirror, guys. Get in front of the mirror, ladies, and say it to yourself through the mirror, and then go and say it to your spouse. That will be wonderful. Let's look at this third thing, expressing love nonverbally. Now, how do we do that, Joanne? Oh,
1: you do a good job of this. What? Oh, you bring me flowers. Oh, yeah, I do. And balloons.
0: <laughs> and I do the but wait thing. I, I love to do the but wait thing. You
1: do. He'll bring a little balloon in and he'll say, oh, but wait. And then he'll run back to the car and he'll bring a bigger balloon in. But wait. And then here comes flowers.
0: And the flowers are so beautiful. And I get to enjoy the flowers too. You know, that's a byproduct, guys. You say, you don't enjoy flowers? Oh, they they brighten the room. They really do brighten the room. But the main thing is you give them because you know that your spouse might enjoy them in a very special way. And then there are other ways to express love nonverbally. How do you do that?
1: You can clean your plate off the table after you eat.
0: (laughs) You can clean your plate off I didn't know you were going to talk about
1: but that. But you do that.
0: I do that. I take my plate off the table. I didn't even know she cared about me doing that. But I just started doing does. that uh, uh, and so that I could do that. And, and I thought I would help her out because she likes, we're going to be talking about love languages next time, she likes acts of service. And I was doing that as an act of service to her. But, but, but here's one. How do you spell love?
1: Oh. T-I-M-E.
0: Ah, and that's right. T-I-M-E. You spend time together. And we're going to get to something that requires some time in just a moment. Let's go to this next thing. Number four, affirming achievements. Now, we're really going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about it next week because there is a, there is a type of love language that has to do with words of affirmation. And that happens to be one of the love languages that I speak and that I receive very well. We'll talk about that next week. Let's go to this next thing. Seeking to understand. And there is more than just seeking to understand there, but seeking to understand your spouse. Not just seeking to understand, but seeking to understand your spouse.
1: Oh, that changes things a little bit, doesn't it? It
0: really does. Hmm. It really does. Seeking to understand the other person. Oh, but I want them to understand me. Yes, well, but that's that's what happens so oh. often. We tell we want we want to be understood. That's that next thing. Your spouse seeking to understand you. Now we like that. Oh, I that. like that. We like that part where where somebody understands us. Uh, uh, you don't understand where I'm coming from. You don't understand. Oh. But the first thing is to. Did you
1: not hear what I said?
0: Seek first to understand and then to be understood. understood. Now, that's a tough order. Mm. Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he ultimately <coughs> even wrote Eight Habits of Highly Effective People. Habit number five was seek first to understand and then to be understood. understood. Seek first understand. That means we've got to listen, doesn't it? That means that we, we must listen. And, and James think, 1.19 yeah, says something clear about that. that. Let's go to James 1.19. Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, James 1.19. Joanne, you read that for us. We're reading from the, the New International Version. And so, Joanne, read that for us.
1: My dear brothers and sisters, take notice of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become
0: angry. Whoa, quick to listen. I'm afraid that many times I'm not quick to listen.
1: And slow to speak.
0: And slow, I'm not slow to speak No, either. I'm just
1: saying what James said.
0: <laughs> that James said. And
1: slow to become angry. And slow
0: to become angry. I don't become angry very much, but sometimes no. I'm, I'm, I'm not quick to listen, and, and I'm not usually slow to speak. I am slow to become angry, I think. W- what about you? What do you think you are?
1: I think I get frustrated when you don't understand me.
0: Oh, okay. So I got to work on that, don't I?
1: Well, I think I have to work on getting frustrated.
0: Work on getting frustrated? You want to be frustrated? No. Oh, I, good. I get
1: less frustrated. <laughs> I
0: didn't want her to be frustrated. You want to be less frustrated. I do. So how are we going to work on that?
1: I guess I'm going to have to be
0: quick to listen
1: quick to listen and slow to speak
0: oh no i like for you to speak i like for you to tell me what's I've going on but got to be quick to listen so we got to do the whole thing okay all right
1: got to do all of it there's
0: another passage that goes with that, mm. proverbs, 3, go that. proverbs 3 5 and 6 let's go there proverbs 3 5 and 6 and it is a powerful, powerful <laughs> passage that many of us memorized when we were younger. Now this, in the New International Version, when I memorized this, I memorized it in the, in the King James Version. Me too. And now I have it in the New International Version. And it gives me another take on this, but it's also very, very helpful. Uh, why don't you read this, Joanne? Verses 5 and 6.
1: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Whoa,
0: there's that understanding word. In
1: all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight.
0: Trust in God with all your heart. This is where the trio comes in, isn't it? Yeah. God God, is there. Woman, Woman. Man. Man. And so we trust not in ourselves, ourselves, but we trust in the Lord to help us to help us to understand each, each other. other. And so that can help to cure frustration. Yeah. And then and then I'm going to work on trying to understand better because I, it's very obvious that I need to to understand first and to be be quick to listen and slow to speak, and really try to have that dialogue with you. Look on down in this passage, Joy. Let's go a little further. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. How often do we guys try to be wise in our own eyes? Do you like to get the last word in? Do you like to get the last word in? Oh, I do. You do? We think we know it all. Yes, I think I know it all. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Listen to this. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Now, that's quite a promise, isn't it? This is better than Tylenol. <laughs> Maybe not. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your To your bones.
1: So we need to lean on God's truth.
0: This is better than Tylenol. This is better than anything. This is trusting in the Lord with all our heart, laying our cares before Him, and then learning how to communicate with one another. We're going to talk more about that next week. Look at this next thing here continually learning more about each other. Now, Joanne, you and I have been married for a few years.
1: Just a few.
0: Just a few. And, and and in the midst of that few years that we've been married, 51 years that we've been married, do you think that probably by now we've learned everything there is to learn? No.
1: I am continuing. Why not? I was
0: counting on that.
1: Well... No, I can still surprise you.
0: You can surprise me, and you do surprise me. Actually, I was really kidding you then. That was kind of an outtake on my part because I really realized that we don't know everything about each other, and that's what keeps things exciting. Now, I don't particularly like surprises. You I don't, like
1: my surprises. I like
0: your surprises because they're good surprises. I don't like bad surprises. No. I, I like good surprises, and I like to know what's coming up and things like that, and I like the good surprises, and I try to make all your surprises good surprises, even though sometimes I think that I surprise you with some things that are not so good. No, they're and, good. Oh, are they good? They're good. Even when I hurt your feelings?
1: You don't hurt my feelings much.
0: Oh, okay, much. How many You're doing m-
1: good. I don't remember the last.
0: Time. You don't remember the last time. Mm. You know, I'm a pretty cool guy, He's evidently. Good. And but we're learning about each we other. Are. And that's so important for because us because you learn. are growing.
1: We're on a journey together.
0: I, I talked to a couple that's been involved in this particular study with us, the Miracle of Marriage, this time in the virtual study. They have been married for 62 years.
1: That's amazing.
0: And they're going through this because they said, we think we can <laughs> learn some things. We think we can learn some things about how to treat each other and how to be with, that is the neatest thing. I'm not going to call their names, but you know who you are and you're watching this right now and I'm afraid I might embarrass you if I called your name and I'm not going to let it slip. I'm being very careful not to let it slip. Continually learning more about each other. Let's go to the next thing. It's number eight, spiritual depth, growing in spiritual depth. How important is that? I would
1: say that that is ultimately important.
0: That's where God is here. You are there. Uh You are growing I You're am growing. growing and if we're both growing, guess what? We're we even closer. closer together. And that makes a phenomenal <laughs> amount of difference because we are growing together in the Lord. There is a very special verse and I ask you to read Peter, first Peter, excuse me, Second Peter, chapter three. Read Second Peter chapter 3, join. Important words for us. Second Peter chapter three, verse 18. It's the closing verse of Second Peter. and if you will, please read that for us.
1: But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to him be glory now and forever. Amen.
0: Now and forever. Amen. That's so powerful. But grow (laughs) in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I shared with you that I wanted to reserve for myself the opportunity to look at 2 Peter chapter 1. Go to 2 Peter chapter 1. How do you grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Look at verse 5. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse Verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Add to your faith? Now, wait a minute. Add to your faith? Just what are we reading. talking about? Goodness, into goodness, knowledge, into knowledge, self control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to brotherly kindness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Join you lead, read the ninth verse.
1: But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins.
0: We've been cleansed from our past sins. We need to be growing in the verse that you read, in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior.
1: And God has given us everything we need to grow.
0: Oh, and that's that's a marvelous takeaway. He's given us everything that we need to grow in his grace and knowledge. People mm-hmm. say, well, I'm at a at a spiritual standstill. Well, <laughs> God has given you what you need. And so what you need to do is find somebody who can say, all right, what seems to be the problem? And you know what? You help me with knowing what seems to be the problem in my life so very often. And Joanne is my confidant and she is my best friend and my helper. Let's go further disagreements have we ever had a disagreement
1: we have but not too many
0: Not too many. Did you remember that story that, that, that I was telling you about them? Everybody's heard this story. The man and his wife who decided that, that they, would, they would really let him be in charge. And so he said, okay, with the disagreements that we have, what are we going to do? She said, well, anything that we disagree with, anything that we disagree upon... "...you can decide all of the issues that are major issues, and I will decide," she said to him, "...all the issues that are minor issues." And so his friend who was there with him hearing this testimony said, "...well, well, how has that gone?" He said, it's gone super well. We hardly ever, we, I guess we never disagree. In 25 years of marriage, we're not disagreeing. He said, how is that possible? He said, well, nothing big has ever come up. So I've never had to decide much of anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> we
1: know that's not so. We but, know
0: that that's not but so. But we have
1: found out that when we have an issue that we disagree on, we don't keep it between us. We take oh, that issue and put it out here in front of us so that we it. can look at it. So that we don't say things that come between us might
0: be hurtful. We take yes. the issue. Here's and the move issue it. and we're going to move that issue out, out here. here
1: and talk about it and look at it and see what the best solution to if it we is. If we have that
0: issue right there it's
1: between us. Then if
0: I say something about the issue, it could bleed over and hurt you. Hit you. Me. What if you said something about the issue? It could hit you. And then we can say instead, let's put the issue out here. And talk about it. And together we will talk about
1: that disagreement.
0: And we will find a solution. Oh, that's so powerful and that is so good. Let's go to the next thing here. Number 10, building friendship. Building friendship with each other as a priority. It should read in your book. Building that as a priority in your life. How are we doing with building our friendship?
1: I think we've done well with it. You, it started when we were dating.
0: It did. Well, really, did. before
1: we started dating. Yeah, We, we were friends, friends before
0: that. We really because were. because we were
1: such good friends, we started
0: dating. That was exactly it. Here, here's what I put down. You have been my best friend since 1967. You, Joanne Evans, and you became Jenkins in 1969. Mm -hmm. You became the bride of my youth, and you continued, and I had to make up a word here. You have continued to be my bestest, mostest, favoriteest friend, with one exception, Jesus, And you don't mind that exception because it helps me to be a better friend. That's right. And you're my friend. I hope I'm your bestest, mostest you favorite are. friend. And I'm so glad that I But
1: you know what it takes? It takes a lot of time together.
0: It takes time together, it takes understanding, it takes compassion, it takes all the things that we've Commitment, been talking about. You have we've to build about. friendship. Friendship doesn't just happen. No, it doesn't. You put God first in your life, and then you build and build and build and build one another, and all oh, that becomes so exciting. Let's go to the next thing, and that's number 11, that deciding together. Well, that friend of ours that I just told you about, he really, really knew what to do with that thing in his marriage. He decided the big things, let her decide the little things, and then none of the big things came up. That was really just a funny story. That was just really a funny story. Do you realize we have to decide issues together?
1: you always have to pray about everything together. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Individually
1: and then come together and pray about it.
0: You and I have found that praying together on things is very important. And, and praying together about issues, about about expenditures, about all the things everything. that we do. Uh, we, we found that praying is, is a key and that's really a beginning. And that's how the trio the woman and the man and God together are able to sing in harmony That's right. because we're praying and we're seeking, and when there is an issue, we're deciding that issue together. And God is the one who gives us, in Proverbs 3 5, and 6, he gives us the insight for doing that particular issue. Uh, let's go to the next thing here. Number 12. Respecting individuality. Now, what does that mean, Joanne?
1: Well, it means we're different. It
0: means we're different. We're not
1: alike. We like different things. We are different. We are different. I mean, I like Hallmark movies. I just do. They make me feel good. They're feel good movies. He likes prison movies, breakout
0: movies. I don't know why I like those because I mean,
1: what's up with that? I'm
0: rather claustrophobic. And, yes. and and yet, I like the prison movies. And the Hallmark movies, I started liking them for a while, and I don't know what happened now. When I come in and Joanne has a good old Hallmark movie, <laughs> and they're wonderful, and I say are you going to watch that? And and she says, oh, you can turn it to something else. And after I do my little happy dance, I say, no, it's all right. You can continue to watch that. And uh, we have a good time with all of that as well. We need to respect the individuality of each other, and we can grow through respecting that individuality. There's another thing here, respecting individuality, building each other. Other, building the self-confidence of each other is what you have if you have a booklet. Building self-confidence. How do we do that, Joanne?
1: I put, the first thing is never, never put your spouse down.
0: Never put your spouse down. Never tell stories about your spouse. Never call them names. That's, that's off limits, calling them names. I've heard people call their spouses the old ball and chain. What a terrible thing to say. That's an awful thing to he say. You should
1: never put them down in private, one-on-one, or, in, or public. in public.
0: Either way, either way, or individually, even in your mind, you need to think on that which is true and noble and just and pure and lovely and good report. And that means you don't put each other down. You think the very best of each other. You do, other.
1: because what's in your heart and what's in your mind will come forth.
0: It ultimately will come forth, and usually it can come forth in a time of pressure, can't it? Yes. And and if, if that love is welling up in you, and if that love is there, and then there's a time of pressure, a time of disagreement, that love is still going to come out. Yes. And that's important for us to understand and to realize we're to build the self-confidence of each other. I do not know of anyone who can build my self-confidence better than Joanne.
1: I don't know who would have built my self-confidence any better than you have built mine.
0: But at the same time, I don't know anyone who can obliterate my self-confidence more than Joanne.
1: Or put me down. And hurt me any more than you Anytime
0: could. we do something like that, anytime we 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 criticize, anytime we berate is totally inappropriate. Sometimes we say, "Well, I just meant it as constructive criticism." It's hard to receive that sometimes. So, how about it just being building and making suggestions and saying things like, "It seems to me we could do it this way, or it seems to me, or I feel like you are not completely understanding what I shared with you. And you see it's done with a gentleness and it's done with a gentle tone and you're building the other person's self-confidence. I
1: think you had a seminar one time and what you share should always be 100% caring, 100% love.
0: One hundred percent love indeed, one hundred percent caring, that would be the love, but actually, Joanne, if you recall that is anything you say should be one hundred percent caring love and one hundred percent honest. you yes. should be honest. I have to tell you honest things,
1: yes, I have you to do. be
0: honest with you, and you remember how many times I've said, now be sure and be honest with me, be honest with me, a hundred percent caring. honest in one of the seminars that I led. I said, I'm going to give you a million-dollar lesson today. Here it is. Be 100% caring, 100% honest. Let me tell you where I found that in the Word of God. Go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Ephesians, chapter 4. Notice what it says. It talks here in the passage, in Ephesians, chapter 4, About not letting, in verse 29, not letting any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Let me read that to you again. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. You listen to me, Joanne, so very well. You really have worked at listening to me, and you listen to me so well, and I want to listen to you very well. But I also do not want to ever let any unwholesome talk to come out of my mouth in general but in specific in regard to you because it should not. And and what happens is that could grieve the Holy Spirit as we read on in that passage. And I encourage everyone to read on. Let's go with a couple more of these. And I think we have time, just enough time to do that. Affirming in-law relationships. Accepting and affirming is what they have in their workbooks and we have in our workbook accepting and affirming in-law relationships now you
1: know when you get married you leave and cleave but you also are marrying into the family of the in-laws that's your spouse. so true
0: that's so true and and she came from a nuclear family that happened to be a very wonderful family and i feel like i came from a nuclear oh, family you did,
1: a wonderful family
0: very wonderful family And when we came together, we were blessed because I had great respect for her mother and for her father, and she...
1: Had great respect for your mother and father. For my
0: mom and dad, And, and, and that was a beautiful thing. She really helped me with my mom and dad, and I helped her some with her mom and dad.
1: But at the same time, we had our own nuclear family.
0: We had our own nuclear family, and those were intact, but in addition, we had a great crossover because Joanne's mom always included us, included me, included my family. In fact, my mother and father became good friends to her mother and father. And that was even during the time that we were dating. Mm -hmm. They even take a, took a little, uh, impromptu vacation trip together. And that was very special. Now, some of you may not have that happy experience in your background. If not, if not, be sure to build esteem and treasure the person who is in your wife's life, wife's life, or in your husband's life. So very important. Mm -hmm. The next thing is constructive communication, careful and constructive communication. And we've already said something about that in Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. Let's go to one more and we will be complete in our session. Now you say, but Edwin, this goes on through number 28 and you're <laughs> only on number 16. It's okay. It's okay. We could do those at another time. But I wanted to close out with this last one and we're gonna combine two right here in, in this last one. Uh, let me see, where are we here? Having fun. Having fun, having fun, that's recreation together, Regularly and intentionally dating each other. We can put those together right there, Joanne. Those two. Having fun together. Dating is really more fun after you get married. It is. It really is. Some people have a mistaken idea about this thing of of dating after you get married,
1: they think it stops.
0: It has to be intentional, though. You have to say, We're going to have a date night. We're going to have a time. They need to plan it. We need to get out together regularly. Joanne and I have always made that plan and we have all kinds of fun. It now, doesn't
1: stop when the children come. With comes.
0: recreation, you may have different ability levels. You you may you may play better. better at something and 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 may not. And and something I must warn you guys, if you've not had a lot of time with your wife, they are very aggressive. In the seminars that we've conducted, our wives were were very very aggressive in what they did. But at any rate, Even though they're very competitive and aggressive, oh, have fun together. Have fun in recreation. Have fun in games. Have fun in dating and going to special places. Our time's up. Our time is complete, and we want to come to a close. And but we they want to still close need to this. talk about this. together. You still together. need to talk about those together. Your assignment's only 1 through 17, and we'll mention 18 through 28 as we talk about communication next time. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for the time we've had together Thank you for your love and grace and goodness. And I pray, Lord, that all of us will be a part of the experience of the miracle of marriage. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: See you next week.
0: See you next week.